What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina, aka Hoodrina. Um, chilling. I'm sitting on my yellow couch vibing. You know, I got ready this morning. Um, and I feel prepared for this podcast today. And um, if y'all have been listening to the older episodes, you know it's a huge deal because uh, your girl was suffering. And so, yeah, it feels really good to be in my living room, um, to be on the land of the Tongva people, a.k.a. Los Angeles, California. Itu. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, it's Asia and... Yeah, I'm here with Jasper in the living room, <laughs> like I am each time <laughs> in her domain. <laughs> and yeah, I am. I'm vibing. I'm excited to be here. I feel a lot better than I have in a long time. And so it's good to be with y'all. It's good to be with you, boo. Oh, good to be with you also. And I'm glad we're both feeling really good. And uh, in our feeling really good, I'm wondering, what's going on in that medicine bag today? <laughs> yeah, well, right now, um, I am uh, really leaning into the beverage baddie part of myself. Hey. Um, the part where Karina and I really connect Um I've been invigorating some of my old practices like nourishing herbal infusions and really bringing them into my culture in a way that is has a lot of sense making. And so right now I'm drinking um, a golden milk with the base of linden infusion. Mm -hmm. um, and it is such a beautiful way to orient towards these five infusion herbs that I've been working with for over five years. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and expanding those relationships to kind of uh, play in this world of beverage that gives me so much inspiration. Like it feels, it feels so good and so fun and so right. And yeah, I'm just, medicine for me today is reflection and integration in all the ways like integrating sort of this infusion practice while reflecting on my relationship to the teacher who shared this knowledge with me and with all of us um and what does it look like to evolve sort of my herbal practice such that it is in deep alignment with who it is that I am right in tune my practice to my frequency um in doing that in the time that it takes um and so yeah that that sharpening of my frequency while integrating the past y'all love to colonize your past mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and try to put new stuff on it like the past never happened but an indigenous world of moving forward right, is taking and not erasing what was there before and not resettling it, um, but adding sort of more nourishment. Mm -hmm. uh, 
adding more of what was missing, right? Adding, adding, adding. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's my medicine bag, refining my, uh, <laughs> my reflection and integration practices and having that be embodied in the beverages that I have each day. Well, you know, I love to hear that mm -hmm. as, you know, your fellow beverage baddie. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Period. We out here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, the term Sankofa going back um, for the things to bring you forward. Like, you know, in um, African philosophy, like it's cyclical. So it isn't past, it's not back, it's just part of the circle. Uh -huh. So, yeah, um, I think that, um, yeah, integrating our past is going to be a part of our future. Like, that's just something that we have, we've, we've been doing, we are doing, and we will do. So I'm glad to see what you're doing with uh, your infusions and your teas and all the things, all the vibes. Um, I'm interested to see how they taste because I know how you are. Asia be putting like 10 things, um, <laughs> 10 helpings of one thing. I'm like, damn, Asia, let me water this down real quick. She's like, but this and I'm like, yeah, Asia, but teas are subtle. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not trying to read you. Love you. I've already um, read. It's fine. An open book at this point. But I love you. I really yeah, do. Your girl's heavy handed. It's true. It's true. But who's mad? I'm never mad at what Asia cooks for me. Okay. I might just have to, you know. I'm nutrient dense, bitch. Okay. She really is. What can I say? <laughs> but it's great. It's perfect. It's everything. Speaking of Asia, um, my medicine bag this week um is the winter version. Uh, we just started that last weekend. And I'm gonna try to upload this podcast today. So we're gonna have another one tomorrow. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Um but uh, yeah, Winter Herbal Immersion started last weekend and it was everything. <laughs> Shout out to everyone in the course. Yeah, Isha really did her thug fizzle last week um, with the libations, with the introduction to the course. We also had Sarah Naomi did her thug fizzle also. That yoga healed me. Wow. She did like a really slow winter intentional sit with your body, feel the things, communicate the things kind of yoga. It mm -hmm. wow, literally healed me. Um mm -hmm. just sitting in my body and being still in my home and watching the sun come in through the blinds like I just I needed it. I must say I did take a nap twice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when we were doing our body scans. I was out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that speaks to how comfortable I felt um, and how in my body I was. So, yeah, it was an amazing weekend um, or one day because we're doing it differently this time. 
It was an amazing Saturday. And then on Tuesday, we had Altivia Montoya Cruz. Um, she is an amazing uh, Mexica woman, um, Chicana woman, um, Chinese medicine practitioner. Um, wow, her, her class was incredible. We learned so much. We got to ask all the questions and I really enjoy how she incorporated so much of the course into her teaching. And so I just feel like the folks were just so excited, so invigorated to see like what else we're going to learn in the course. Um, so it was all really good stuff. It's great to like freshen up on my TCM and yeah, I just really enjoyed every single thing. So it's a blessing, Asia, to be a part of the course. Thank you mm. once again mm. for including me in all the ways. Um, yes. Yeah, there's just so much healing and just being in our winter bodies and just learning how to nourish our bodies. So wow. T.Y. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Oh. Thanks. Yes. Demia <laughs> Cruz Montoya is. Uh, oh, damn. I said her name wrong. Damn. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so great to teach alongside my teachers. Um, and it's so great that, like, it's landing, right? Mm. Like, oh my goodness. I land. It lands. The medicine lands. That's what matters, right? <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like. Uh, taking the ego out and moving from proving that you know more than everybody with the most complex language and the da 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 da, da and the overwhelm, the shock and awe versus like curating educational content such that it's simple, safe, and effective and easy to put on and try on right now. Like, mm. um, that's something I really learned. Uh, from my teachers, right? Is is that it's not about me and flaunting my knowledge. It's mm. about people being able to consume the food and and have a good digestion of it. Mm. Right? It's like it's not going to upset your stomach, right? You're not going to be worried. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Mm. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. I mean. Thank you. Thank the teachers. I just feel like I'm just, wow. And the students, everyone is bringing in their own unique things that they can share with the group. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my favorite babies. part. <laughs> I know. Shout out Quid to <laughs> Not six. I said one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> that's so many. That's awesome. Ooh. He's like, mm -hmm. I know a few things about birthing. I said, bitch, you sure do. Okay, that's why I said, well, <laughs> let me sit down because I apparently know nothing. Okay. So <laughs> let me you go up. <laughs> at your feet. Let me put your feet in the water, honey, because you done yeah. worked. Oh, and that teaching too about foot baths. I really want to incorporate that into my, maybe not every day, but my routine. Mm -hmm. um of having a good foot bath yeah I need to get a new bucket I used to have one but I really can't find it anymore crying but um yeah we learned such cool stuff so yeah I have tons of medicine in my winter herbal bag 
Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of what we got in our bag, listen, we got a new series for y'all. Yes, y'all. <laughs> new shit. No. Um, <laughs> I truly. <laughs> yeah, Asia, let's get into it. What are we talking about in this new series? We are talking about sex as medicine. Hey, let's talk about sex, baby. Hey. Let's talk about me hey. and me. Hey. Let's talk about all hey. the good things and hey. the bad things. Hey. Hey. Let's <laughs> talk about sex. Let's talk about. and we will um we will karina and i are going to share from our own embodied experiences and we know that you have every capacity to relate to the things that we have to say so we are so excited Mm -hmm. um to really kind of curate a conversation touching on the different aspects and the different ways that sex heals different parts of our body, as well as incorporating some of the medicines we have in our medicine bag. Mm. Uh, We want to share with you our sex medicine bag. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, this, this series um, is, is going to go into, uh, I've mentioned several times in the pod that like, uh, I've been studying aphrodisiacs for a couple of years now, and I'm I'm excited to share uh, my current best thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the way that I've integrated sort of this knowledge um, uh, with y'all. So, yeah, this is this is gonna be a really great way to open up the Gregorian New Year, even though we have our New Year in the spring. Period. Okay. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um so we're we're really glad to bring this uh to bring this to y'all and it's so exciting because um speaking of herbal aphrodisiacs um yeah asia just kind of explaining to me that like wait aphrodisiacs they bring blood they move blood Mm. so it's not just i mean yes it's in order to have, I guess, more potency for our male and uh, people who have penis folks, but also like, hmm, we might need a little circulation support in other ways too. So I think sex can be medicine, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in this winter herbal immersion, we're, you know, centering the kidney organ in Chinese medicine, which I love because it's the whole system of reproduction. Mm. Um, and in that whole system, as our sweet sis Uthemia broke it down for us, like nourishing kidney yin and kidney yang always happen at the same time, mm. right? you're always sort of nourishing the in. And so what's important, you know, for us to surface in, in our conversations is our holistic worldview of understanding that like all the body is interrelated with every other part of the body. And mm. so my sex medicine bag is also a part of my birth medicine bag, is also mm. a part of my menstruation medicine bag right? Mm -hmm. It's one continuum. These are not separate ideas. It's one system, right? That deserves to be treated with honor and respect. 
And so we really hope that you can see the wholeness and, and you really get the, the pattern language, mm -hmm. right, of what it means to be a holder of sexuality, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And how are we going to steward our Ooh. sexuality, Come on. right? So that we're not depleting the land and creating deserts, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean, mm -hmm. huh? We can keep these lands fertile and so we can keep them productive. We can keep them regenerative, right? And we can reap so many fruits from tending our sexualities in ways that create beauty for the whole. Ooh, that's a word. Preach. And uh, speaking of stewarding your sexuality, I'm wondering, Asia, what are you or what things have influenced how you see sexuality and yeah, what does sexuality, sensuality mean to you? Oh, wow. I imagine that every living being in this world is having an orgasmic experience, except for humans who have allowed mm. <laughs> religion and all of these other things to get in the way. Mm. Um, I think orgasm and orgasmic are, are concepts that need to be sort of unraveled, but it's important that you all know that my school, where I come from, is, is Tantra. Mm. Um, I've been studying Tantra since I was like 11 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and these kinds of sacred sexualities, we're also talking about Taoist sexualities. Um, I'm very much influenced by sort of Eastern perspectives of sexuality, but most importantly, I'm influenced by what it is to be an African mm -hmm. and indigenous African sexualities and how important sex and sexuality is to our people and our culture. There's a reason why the twerk is a sacred dance of the blacks okay <laughs> yes, it is a sacred period. dance and we're gonna break it down like why right why african dances are like this why sexuality is so important to us why we've been sexually exploited in this mm. country <laughs> mm -hmm. right um so yeah understanding that sex is everywhere all the time always happening and understanding what kind of sex are we generating, right? Mm -hmm. If we're all connecting, right? And we're all co-creating this reality, mm -hmm. what is the quality of our co-creation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I, I'm not going to say, you know, there's like sex positive, <laughs> da, 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 you know, and, and I love... Um, <laughs> One of my favorite sex positive, sex working, uh, sort of sex theorizing people is a, a woman named Shanae Adams. Shout out to her. Shout out uh, to Shanae. And if you hear this, I know you from elementary school. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Doc, almost Dr. Shanae. Okay. Wow. Okay. Not a PhD in sexology. Um, you. So, you know, we have our, our, our sex theorists in the game and the community who surround us, but my sex theories are a little different. 
And so y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna be with <laughs> or not be with what I gotta say about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's all right. Um, and know that like this is what's authentic for me. And that you can try on whatever you like, but remember, you can always take it off or mm. never put it on in the first place. So mm -hmm. I just want to preference that I, you know, when it's when it's a conversation about sex positivity, you should also know that my experiences with sex and sexuality have been positive. Mm. Um, and we know that when we do talk about sex and sexuality, that such is not the case for all of our beloveds. We know yeah. that bodies have not been treated in beloved ways and that those experiences impact relationships to sex and sexuality. It impacts whole social movements, mm -hmm. right? It, 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 sexual harm is not something we're going to make small and mm -hmm. it's not something we're going to have in the shadow of this conversation of sex as healing. No, we see all of it and we choose powerfully how to steward our sexualities. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just want to acknowledge that, like, um, I want to acknowledge my bias, my sexual bias, mm -hmm. um, traumas that I've not experienced. I want to acknowledge that sex is complex and that it's hard and that it's sticky and wet and juicy and fun, right? Mm -hmm. But that we all have our own sex stories. We all have our own um, understandings and our own responses to how sex was introduced to us and our own experiences of liberation or oppression. And so I want to hold space for the all that we are as sexual beings yeah um speaking of which yeah I think from my perspective I come from a sex isn't positive positive necessarily background I come from growing up in the uh, Pentecostal church um where I well it's interesting because I grew up in a home where my dad would just like be necky <laughs> I just remember like being so enamored with my <laughs> it sounds but I was so enamored I was like wow this man has such a beautiful body and I was like wow so cool just like so this is like what men look like and I was like wow this is so cool and then growing up in the church and like it being drilled into me that like you're you're supposed to save yourself for marriage. Like your body is a temple kind of, but mainly for your husband, not necessarily for yourself. And it was just so strange to me to like literally be I come out the womb into like beauty and then it's all shut down for me as something that's only meant for marriage and whatnot. But yet there's all these images in the world of like bodies. And I'm just like, but like all these bodies are really beautiful. So I had to like twist it in my head to like, okay, I'm practicing for when I'm married. <laughs> like I remember like masturbation was practiced for when I'm married. Like 
I guess just even being with my naked body, it took a while for me to fully be comfortable with it. But I'm like, I'm just practicing for when I'm married. And um, yeah, I grew up in the um, true love weights, like purity culture kind of thing, where you sign a contract saying that you're um, going to be um, abstinent till married mm -hmm. till marriage and you wear the little ring. <laughs> <laughs> if you know me you know I lost the ring right I before I lost other things <laughs> <laughs> sex was you know Asia and I went to like the young life meeting where they were like um oh, sex God. without I know the whole Not balloon the rapper was it the rapper or the balloon one both <laughs> <laughs> basically like, I just remember, like, so sex is like some sort of adhesive. And the more times that you like put an adhesive on something, you rip it off, the less sticky it's going to be. You're not going to be able to fully connect. There are other um, analogies about just being defiled and all the things when you don't wait for marriage. And yeah, it was just ingrained in my head but I didn't really believe it that was really hard too I'm like well this is what I'm supposed to believe but I don't really believe it hmm. um and then there was also that like when you do get married you could do whatever you want to do so there's that too where it's like okay so you don't believe that sex is bad but you kind of do you make us think that it's bad for so long and then it's supposed to not be bad anymore I don't know it's kind of suspicious to me mm. so yeah I grew up in that um and it took me years to take on sexuality um the sexuality that like I said I always believed in um to where like bodies are beautiful and they're just bodies um, there isn't like a wrong or a like when people say like, oh, children are innocent. Like, I don't necessarily believe in innocence. I just believe in being a human. Mm. Like it, it bothers me to think about like sexuality is not being innocent. Like, but sexuality is nature. Okay. It's natural. So okay. I just yeah. But anyways, that's a whole rant that I could go on but um yeah so it took me a while to get back to sex is nature and sex is natural and um a book that really helped me understand the things is called the the sexual practices of the Kwadoshka teachings from the Nawal tradition um by um Amara Charles it's so good Asia gave it to me thank you Asia you're welcome yeah, it's um, talking about sexuality from um, the indigenous people of the Turtle Islands. Like it's a combined um, tradition of teachings. Um, and it's just so beautiful. And it kind of, mm, it brought out what I always believed in sexuality. And so I'm just learning more and more. Um, but um, yeah, connecting my body to nature. And so, yeah, it, it feels it feels better now. But yeah, like I said, growing up in that tradition really it, it still uh, 
gave me gives me a bias on how I see sex and then learning later on which I don't know that I've told you Asia but learning later in my um where like not too long ago uh learning that there my uh grandma like dealt with a lot of um sexual violence um it made a lot of sense to me because I've always I haven't had a lot of sexual yeah I haven't had any sexual abuse in my life but like it was in my body for some reason like I'd always have this fear of you know sexual assault um and it makes sense now knowing that my grandma went through a lot of it and it makes sense that it's in my body why it's in my body um so yeah um that's my bias this is where I'm coming from. Um, so I just wanted to be transparent with y'all about, yeah, how I view sexuality and how that's going to view like the way that we're going to teach about it. So, yeah. yes. Thank you for that, that share and that storytelling. There's so many little bits and pieces that you said that were so powerful and significant. Like just thinking about those terrible metaphors that we were <laughs> getting but also you talking about the the duality sort of between the way that the program you received didn't lead to a like a healthy sexuality right it's just like no it was confusion sex is great for your husband only but you've internalized all this sex is bad so by the time you get your husband you're not having sex well right no like Honestly, there are so many Christian couples who like they don't know what to do. Even one of my friends, honestly, she didn't know what to do. Mm. Honestly, she was like, sex didn't feel good for a long time. So what do I do? Because I had to like follow the protocol, the like not falling into temptation. Now the marriage supposedly y'all say the marriage bed is undefiled and yet it is defiled like I can't have sex it hurts like my husband don't know what to do like this is a mess who do we talk to yeah we can't talk to our pastor about it because they don't want to have an awkward conversation which is crazy because I'm like didn't y'all put this on us so shouldn't you be talking to us about but (laughs) anyways and so she's like do I talk to the doctor is it like a physiology uh yeah a physiological concern like what is it mm-hmm. do I talk to a sex it's truly yeah. a mess and so yeah. yeah this this is a problem with yes. a lot of people who grow up um in this sort of like you said programming from um these restrictive religions yes so we you know I also want to surface like what feminist conversations about sexuality are like Mm -hmm. in acknowledging that we are receiving programming from everywhere about Mm -hmm. what sex is supposed to be like Mm -hmm. and all of the programming we're receiving is not what accumulates in in the best sex because any way that your energy is out means that you're out of your own your own wholeness and completion so a lot of patriarchy is driving sexual energy and ideas out towards the visual towards pornography towards what other people are up to towards but you know as feminists we're bringing the energy back in right Mm. 
into our bodies, into what it is to feel. It's not about what the bodies look like. Mm. Right? It's about the body's capacity to feel. And so yeah. another framework that we're really um, sort of introducing and thinking through and working with is this uh, this feminist framework and I'm I'm feminist like Audre Lorde is feminist I'm mm. <laughs> I'm a second waiver um, in a lot of different ways uh, so you know Karina's like what's influencing you um, I remember my first uh, sort of adult queer kind of relationship the preamble to that was being read sort of Audre Lorde's Mm. <laughs> like theory of the erotic um as an understanding of like what this is about what we mm. don't be about right mm -hmm. so we're definitely bringing that fat like that black feminist kind of rendering and also an analysis of power which is so important for you to understand that the best way for someone to oppress you is to take something that is natural and to make it wrong, okay? Yeah. If someone convinces you that your cellulite is wrong <laughs> when 98% of women have cellulite. And stretch marks. And stretch marks, right? That's a way to oppress you. And so if someone tells you that the sexual urges that you must experience as a mammal, as a sapient, <laughs> right? As, as... A living thing. All living things have a drive towards reproduction. And if someone can convince you that that's wrong, mm. then they can totally and utterly control you. Yeah. Right? Similarly, if someone's convincing you that to be right, that your body has, you have to be like a 12-year-old boy, mm. right? You have to, <laughs> this obsession with youth, Right. Like mm. this obsession with like firmness, this obsession with like Barbies and Ken dolls. Right. Like that's also another great way to oppress you. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 important that we understand that sex is also linked to power. It's also linked to oppression. It's also linked to um you know, what it means to experience embodied liberation. And so the sex medicine bag uh, that we're going to share with you, like, um, this is what we're moving towards, um, is right relationship with self and other through the vehicle of healing sexuality. And including our herbal allies. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, that was really cute. Mm -hmm. thank you for wrapping that up in a lovely bow absolutely um and you know while we're wrapping up i'm wondering if you have any bougie auntie word of advice for the folks today yeah thanks for asking um gosh i'm thinking about that you won't be sticky metaphor i'm Oof. thinking about my bougie auntie word of advice is to follow the love I want to share that uh, before I met Karina, I was really agnostic. Um, literally, you know, my grandma really raised me on, on Gnostic thinking and really exposed me to different ideas about religion. And, um, and I loved Karina. 
so much Aww. in high school. And I followed her. I said, oh, you're going to Young Life? We're going to Young Life. <laughs> you're going to Jesus Camp? We're going to Jesus <laughs> Camp. <laughs> and I just have so thoroughly benefited from your evolution as a woman moving from girlhood to womanhood and your evolving understanding of sex and sexuality and how hard you go that people are experiencing pleasure and mm -hmm. um, I'm so happy that I followed the love and when that love looked like cheese night right? Uh, when that love looked like Jesus can't, when that love looked like me refusing to jump for Jesus and having to walk down from the, <laughs> from the ropes course, from the ropes course. <laughs> I said, I can't jump for Jesus. It's not, you know, um, but you know, to constantly be following the love and, and to be following your path and my path, um, I feel so I'm only in liberation because of you and because you weren't experiencing liberation. Um, and so I just want to, you know, thank you for allowing me to follow our love um, and um, what it's meant as to me and in, in my becoming. Um, and so, yeah, my bougie auntie word of advice is, is to follow the love. Maybe the love's going to get you in some, some, weird conversations some conundrums so. <laughs> but the journey you know the journey is worth it as long as the love is there so um wherever however you're exercising practicing your sexuality like following the love um is a bougie auntie word of advice that I have to give to you oh that's beautiful I'm honored to have <laughs> been a leader for you to follow, especially like high school. Wow. <laughs> what a time to have followed me in high school and my spirituality then. Although I was really in my Jesus bag, I must say, like I was experiencing a lot of experiencing a lot of um, connection to the Christ. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I felt like the Christ was all I had. Um and I'd be doing, <laughs> I don't think I've ever really talked about it, but sometimes I'd be up at 4 a.m. just praying and singing and <laughs> all the things. Oh, listen, I was in my bag. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have been able to share that with you and for you to come to my church and see those pretty ladies dancing. Yes. It was the best. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> because the way Africans do spirituality, do connection with spirit is through dance. So, of course, like real recognize real. Okay. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Um, my bougie auntie word of advice, <sighs> you know, um, continued from Asia's bougie auntie word of advice probably episodes ago, weeks ago, is, you know, continuing to slow the fuck down um, in many ways, not just, you know, with work, um, not just with doing too much in all the ways, but in sexuality also, you know, um, <laughs> just because you're in the buffet don't mean you got to eat everything. 
you know, all at once. You ain't got to put it all on your plate. Okay. <laughs> you no, know, Asia told me today to, you know, savor <laughs> one bite at a time. <laughs> you know, have the little tea. Have a, yeah, a little tea ceremony. Um, because yeah, I think what's magical about teas is the subtlety of teas. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta sit with it. You gotta. The thing about iced tea is that sometimes you can drink any quality tea because you just want to drink it down. But hot teas, you really taste the flavor. So, um, and you have to take the time to do the sips and whatnot because it's hot. So you have to sip. So you ha- you're forced to slow down. Um, and so, yeah, I would say, you know, as we're talking and thinking about sex, you know, it's I think one thing that's negative <laughs> about the sex positive movement is they kind of don't give you parameters of how to like have sex. They're just like, just do it. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, wait, how do I? I I don't have an instruction manual. So how do I do this well? And so, yeah, my bougie auntie word of advice is advice that Asia has given me to slow down, to sip, um, to sit with, to savor every bite. And um, yeah, I think... There's also pleasure in the slowness, in the intentionality. So see if that works for y'all. Try it on um, or not. But uh, that's what I have for y'all this week. Thank you for that bougie auntie word of advice, Karina. (laughs) You know, (laughs) here to serve. We want y'all to remember to support um, the podcast at... Mm. Uh, www.patreon.com <laughs> slash Petty Herbalist. Uh, Karina is the producer of the pod, and this is the product of the Patreon. Okay. Period. Um, and you can also join the mailing list at www.bonesbugsandbotany.com. You can follow us on all the socials at uh, Petty Herbalist everywhere. Um, uh, and yeah, you could also like hit us up if you're a patron, you know, that you can send me messages and ask questions and post. Wait, Asia, what's your Patreon? Oh, (laughs) Patreon. (laughs) Go on Patreon, Google Bones, Bugs and Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash Bones, Bugs and Bunny. Um, and yeah, so that's how you can send me messages and be in communication with me. Um, you could also shoot an email over to the Petty Herbalist. Y'all love communicating with Karina. I love to see Y'all it. Y'all do. <laughs> so continue <laughs> to comment, to post, to rank and rate this mm-hmm. podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rating the podcast is how you be in, in minimal reciprocity with us. Yeah. Um, that's the bare minimum. So we would love, love, love to see you sh- supporting us in, in that way, especially on Apple. You could leave a comment. Um, and if you don't like us, then you should shoot us a message and let us know why. Not be passive aggressive. 
That's true. Let <laughs> us know why we're raggedy. We love to have the conversation. It's true. It's true. So with all that, we just want to give you a lot of love and a lot of thanks for continuing to grow with us and uh, to follow the love. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any announcements for the folks? Well, I'll be alongside Queen Afua and some other uh, Black health luminaries in a really beautiful event called the Wealth and Wellness Expo. Hey. Uh, and so I will be there. Um, and that is on starting January 15th and 16th, but truth be told um i'm so focused on winter herbal immersion mm. uh we do have a dream play in case you all want to dream <laughs> with the bad mm -hmm. bitch <laughs> um and we can post a link to that it's coming up on january 30th so um but yeah i'm just in the winter medicine bag so everything i do is that <laughs> everything mm. is minerals and mermaids for me Hey, <laughs> love to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, I will be at Auntie's Coffee, their um pop up at uh this store called Be Nice Have Fun. Uh, if y'all like some cute little trinkets, um, from local folks in Highland Park, in Los Angeles, California, come on through. Um, I'll be the guest barista. So if y'all want me to, you know, make y'all some cute little drinks, I might br bring some treats, too, from the Petty Patisserie. I have it on my spirit. So y'all come on down, get some tings, say hi to me, give me hugs, all the things. I'll be there from 10 to 2. Um, and then we have some things in the works to try to be at some tea places. So, you know. Hopefully that works out and then I can uh, present y'all with how to, you know, come through and visit your girl. But uh, yeah, we're going to try to do some fun stuff this year. I want to be in the community a lot more and see y'all's faces and teach y'all things and learn things from y'all. So yeah, announcements to be announced. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's all we got. So we just always want to remind you to stay ready and be petty. See y'all next time. Bye.